Hey guys, I'm here with Josh Wentz, uh, or Joshua Wentz, I should say. Um, Joshua is a practitioner that I discovered through Gary V. There was um, an Instagram video that floated through my feed where Gary was talking about soft tissue stuff, two of my you know, core interests in entrepreneurship. Um, I'm again Robert with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast, Joshua Wentz, and Josh, uh, thank you so much for coming on the program. I wanted to uh, give you a chance to talk about your social media platforms so people can follow you and then find out a little bit about how you got involved with Bodywork. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you having me on here. Again, I'm yeah, Josh Wentz. You can call me Josh. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of people do. So uh, just my parents kind of call me Joshua for the most part. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Josh Wentz, W-I-N-T-Z. Um, and then LinkedIn, Twitter, you guys can find me at Joshua Wentz as well. Uh, Twitter, I believe is Josh Wentz as well. Um, my company that I started back, well, I started back in 2017 doing body work and then officially this last December, um, started the wellness habit, which is my, what my company is titled right now. Um, so I dealt with a ton of shoulder pain playing baseball growing up and couldn't really find anything that was helping with that. Eventually a family friend that's a chiropractor recommended I go see this guy named John that does body work. And I was like, might, might as well try. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've tried every other thing under the sun and uh, from chiropractors, massage therapists, sports chiropractors, and couldn't really get the, the needle moving along as far as I wanted it to. I was taking four to five ibuprofen before every game. Uh, yeah. So, which is not, not, <laughs> not as, especially as a junior, especially as a junior in high school. Yeah. Um, so saw him for a while. And then back in January of 2017, I did a one-on-one -on -one training with him and have been working on people ever since. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the shoulder joint, I have students sometimes who are asking for, um, they're asking for specific protocols related to different problem areas. And yeah. then they're like, we need shoulder. And I'm like, Ooh, that's going to be like a 30 hour course. And they're like, what? And I'm like, dude, it's the most complex joint. Like it's got this. Yeah, it has the most mobility. It has the most mobility yeah. in the body. So yeah. like covering means it's going to have the most issues. Yeah. The soft tissue around it, like pitchers. Oh man, I can't, yeah. I haven't worked on a lot of uh, professional pitchers. I can't even imagine working on their shoulder joints and then trying to deal with their level of athletic performance and the strain oh, yeah. that they're putting on it. Yeah. It really helps to break down and do some, which is what separates me from anyone else that I've found. And which is the way I was trained under is doing muscle testing and range of motion. Yeah. So moving, moving that arm into a range of motion and testing it. And if it works, it works. I kind of, uh, my, the guy I trained under calls it taking roll call. So yeah. you're figuring out which muscles are showing up to that movement and which ones aren't. Um, so it really helps you break down. So if I'm, if I'm doing a lateral movement and my arm has is shaking on its way out, I mean, that tells you right away, here's maybe two or three muscles that aren't working in that movement. Same with doing external rotation and anything like that. Yeah. It, get, it narrows it down immediately versus me just telling you, Hey, the front of my shoulder hurts. Hey, the back of my shoulder hurts. There's about six to 10 different things each time I tell you something in my shoulder hurts. Yeah. So really narrowing it down to actually the movement and figuring out range of motion too. Can I, can I bring my arm up all the way over my head or is my lat, is my, is my rib cage coming up because my lat's so tight? 
Yeah. And there's a ton of different things that you can find out from range of motion and, and muscle testing that people just don't do, which essentially is like dry, like driving blind. Yeah. I mean, if I told you to drive 60 miles an hour and then covered you up with a blindfold, it's going to be a lot harder to do than if I let you look at it and you can tell what exactly the, what's going on. Yeah. One of the discussions I have with colleagues sometimes is they'll, they'll look at my work and I do a lot of soft tissue techniques, but I don't do a huge amount of assessment um, yeah. and correctives. It's not that there's none, but it's not yeah. as, as strong. Um, it's more manual therapy. Um, and I've gotten really good at this, but there are still weak spots in my curriculum where I'm trying to learn, trying to figure stuff out. Um, it's really interesting because I've told students repeatedly that I think it's best for them to do what you've done, which is you take the problem you have and become an expert on it. And then after you become an expert on that, it's like it's easier to understand like the hip joint or other joints because there's, there's right. similarities. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to be better at what you've had experience at, I guess, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I really work to get to the, the root of the problem. So that's always the, the issue I've had with uh, PTs, massage therapists, chiropractors, kind of anybody under the sun, not, not as a whole. So this is not targeting any specific individual or anything, but as a whole, what I've seen in my years of sports and years of working as a, uh, or training as an athletic trainer is that everyone's looking at the problem. So my shoulder hurts and less people, and here's the, some exercises that I can do possibly to strengthen it, but people aren't looking back at why is that people aren't asking that question yeah. as much as they should be. People aren't asking really? the question of why. Yeah. Once you start digging, man, it gets political real fast. Oh, people yeah. People are arguing about theory, and even I'm still trying to um, – because I do a lot of manual therapy, a lot of soft tissue techniques, yeah. but the students are sometimes asking why. And sometimes it's just, when I say assessment, it's just me talking with the client, finding out how they're using their body. And I have a good knack at finding tissue that they're having issues with and they're having a cessation of their symptoms. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it doesn't feel, even to me, you know, having worked for 18 years, it doesn't feel complete. Like I'm still learning. And the thing is, in the end, it's always like, I have to say something succinct. It sounds like me being a smart ass. Like, well, it's their nervous system, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, it is. But, you know, why is it going haywire? Like, why are people having, you know, particular pain patterns and studying like cutaneous and subcutaneous nerves and trying to understand that so that I feel like I'm sort of like doing it in a gross way but I'm still trying to find enough specificity to be able to explain it to students succinctly in a way that I think holds up to scientific scrutiny. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's a good train of thought for that. Uh, what I surprisingly as different as we are as humans, we struggle a lot with the same issues in our core. Our bodies are, I don't even know the percentage on it, but they're very similar in, how it moves, how it functions, obviously. If you took away people's faces and things, you wouldn't be able to tell any difference in anatomy, really, besides size, gender, that type of thing. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, and we are doing a lot of the same repetitive motions, sitting at a desk in front of a computer, looking down at our phones, 
uh, and all of these things, our life happens in front of us. And so a lot of the things, especially with shoulder or posture in general, is that we're all rolled forward. Our shoulders are rolled forward, which means our, our pecs are tight and our back is not strong enough yep. or our back muscles aren't firing correctly, which is not necessarily because our back muscles aren't strong enough, but it's because of years of rolling our forward and all of these muscles now are shortened and they get tightened yep. because the, the body's just like, I might as well just leave it in that position because I've been there so long. So a lot of that is like posture is a hundred people. Everyone is going to have pain unless you have perfect posture at all times. That when you're, when your body is out of posture, when it was out of perfect posture, your body is susceptible to injury, um, pain, all these different types of things. Yeah, it's kind of like um, I'll explain it to people. Let's say they do have shoulder pain. Um, I'll explain it to people often where it's like uh, the alignment on their car. So if the alignment on your car is off and the wheels turn, the, the wheels will like rub kind of raw. Uh, the tires, they'll, they'll start to, to, you know, go flat, things like that, because the alignment on the car isn't lining up. And I try to explain to them the same thing happens with the joint as a physical structure. Mm -hmm. If the joint is just jammed in and it's starting to rub, there's more friction, there's going to be more wear, you know, you're more likely to wind up with some sort of pain issue. And then, and then it's dealing with the soft tissue around it. N normally what I try to tell clients is, I'm like, listen, your shoulder feels better just because I soften the muscles around it so that the joint feels like it's more like it sits at neutral. That's all. Yeah. Very simple. But trying to explain it in that scientific scrutiny, because I could say that somebody could watch this and write hate mail and say that is not exactly, <laughs> that's not how. Yeah, happens. that's, I mean, then that's their, like you're explaining it for the masses to understand it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's, I just, that's fine. They can. If they want to, if they, if they feel like taking the time out of their day in order to email me and tell me that, Hey, you're not exactly scientifically correct, but my yeah. analogy worked a hundred percent. And I know what I'm talking about. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the way I usually kind of look at, especially like the shoulder is there's so much <laughs> coming into it that I, I explain it, especially for a sports analogy, like an offensive line. So if you have five offensive linemen and one of them is only at 85%, maybe tweaked his hamstring or something, who knows what it is, but he's at 85%, those other linemen on the, on the line have to make up and help protect the quarterback just as much as they were before. Yeah. So they're going to get tired quicker throughout the game because they're having to do more work than they were typically used to. And as a whole, after a while, that line as a whole is going to suffer from that. Just as in the body, if there's a muscle that's being overstretched or we tweak it doing a certain movement because we're out of posture, whatever it is, that muscle is not working as well as it should. And so all of the other muscles around that joint have to work extra hard in order for that joint to stay stable. Yeah. So... That's kind of how I explain it a lot or like look at it, I guess. Yeah. And in the end, I, what I find or what I try to explain to therapists is most times, other than giving a simple explanation, the mm -hmm. clients just want to know if you can help them with pain. Can you yeah. help them with the issue they came in with? You could yeah. almost make up a story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I, I went onto the astral plane, communicated with the gods, and now your shoulder's better. But if like yeah. if you can actually help them and you can do it consistently, 
I can work on the scientific explanation. I can work on digging through and combing through the research and trying to find out more. I feel like the bodywork practice, much like uh, probably like personal training or martial arts, I feel like it's this ongoing developing practice. It's never yeah. done. Yeah. No. Um, so at the end of each session, what I do to separate myself from massage therapists, chiropractors, PTs, um, is I assign my clients, whether they do them or not, two or three things to work on until the next time that I see them so that we're not continue, we're not falling back to the exact same spot as to like where we started that session. So if I, what happens typically is I hear this all the time from people. I, I went and saw a chiropractor. I went and saw a massage therapist. It was awesome. I felt great for a couple of days. And then I felt right the same that I did when I went in in the first place. Yeah. So my goal is eventually to keep moving you along a line towards, hey, this is where I want to be. This is my end goal. And I'm hoping to move you. And that's my what I'm working to do is move you towards that give you the exercises, give you the posture in order to be able to sit here and stay there. Maybe we have to do adjustments every once in a while, but get you always back to that spot that you're looking to be at with your health and wellness. Yeah. The the strengthening component is where things start to get a little bit more murky for me as a licensed Mm -hmm. massage therapist, you'll get lots of like scope of practice issues about, you know, what they're calling prescriptive exercise. And I always, I should have been a lawyer. Because I always go back to, well, what is prescriptive exercise? Like, because I'm saying, well, you know, massage is soft tissue manipulation. And I'm like, hmm, what is the definition of the manipulation of soft tissue? Like, you get into these murky things because Mm -hmm. uh, people would ask, like, I had a Canadian massage therapist. And in Canada, they have very high levels of education. They're going to 2,000, sometimes 3,000, I think, uh, hours of schooling just to have a massage license and be able to build insurance in Canada. And they said, you know, can massage therapists give prescriptive exercise? And I said, it doesn't matter. I'm a yoga teacher. And they just lost their mind because I'm like, well, am I a massage therapist or am I a yoga teacher? It depends on like what I'm doing at that moment. Like, Are you talking about like actually writing a prescription of exercises? So no, no. What I'm saying is um, I find out something's up with their hamstrings. Yeah. And then I'm showing them how to do some strengthening or a yoga pose to be able to strengthen their quads, to get their hamstrings to let go in some, some form or fashion. Um, yeah. Again, it's not extremely refined um, in my curriculum. I'm still learning, but they have a very blocked in sense of like what our scope is. And they're like, I'm not a PT. I can't do that. I'm not a Cairo. I can't do that. And I'm like, eh. I mean, I've literally heard massage therapists say massage therapists can't work on joints. And I go, okay, muscles cross every joint in the human body. So how do I, you might not be able to manipulate that joint. Yeah. Well, they think it's like high velocity thrusting. Like it's, you know, osteopathic yeah. manipulation. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But like I work on tissue all the time and then people's yeah. shoulder, they move it and it goes crack. And they're like, Oh my God, it feels so much better. And it's just because again, it feels like the, so the natural movements of the body. I always, yeah. whenever that happens, I'm like, Oh, there's a free adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird scene. I think one of the when, reasons yeah, I wanted to have you on is because you're in a state that doesn't have massage licensure. So it's like, it's a little bit of a, like for me, it sounds more advanced what you're doing 
But the reason that you have a little bit more advancement is you're going for a quick, effective solution instead of going to what the training was. And a lot of the massage therapists I work with, it's like they, they seem sort of hemmed in. Or I mean, literally, we're in the middle of COVID. People can't work on clients right now. There are people who are getting angry because they're saying it's not within our scope to teach online. That our insurance wouldn't cover us. And I'm like, you're not doing massage when you're a coach online teaching. Yeah, you're not touching anybody. Like, how does that even, but that's the thing, like the parameters for what they've been like. Yeah, you're like a life coach at that point. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, what's the... (laughs) what's the law of being a life coach? And they're like, Oh my God, it's like chaos, you know? And I'm like, guys, I've been teaching online for years. Like I get people from other countries who are studying with me and I don't ask them in Germany, like, you know, what, what's their licensure in Germany? I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. It's not, that's their, that's their issue. Not, yeah. my, not yeah. mine. So um, what are you finding are some of the uh, challenges that you're having? Um, not in COVID, but like pre COVID or post um, as far as like getting clients or like dealing with your business, like how has that process been for you? It was really slow until I got the uh, opportunity to be on with Gary V. But up, yep. up until then, everything was in person. Mm-hmm. I was doing in-person sessions and then I was doing in- one-on-one personal training as well to make a little bit more of a stable income. Uh, acquiring new clients was always... I could keep clients. I've had, I mean, I've had clients since the start that I've had since 2017. So keeping clients because my therapy works so well and they see the benefits of it. Once I start working on them, I I will, I'm sure have clients that will have been with me from 2017 until the day I stopped doing this. Yeah. Um, So acquiring new clients 99 probably percent of my new clients were word of mouth. And so it was encouraging people to spread by word of mouth saying, Hey, this is how it's helped me. You should definitely check this guy out. Um, Advertisements didn't seem to work for me really at all, especially because trying to advertise a a type of therapy that people have zero idea about. Yep. That's is, a big challenge. Not, for me. Yeah. is not, is not, uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. So I yeah, really I mean, have I, any, any luck with it. Yeah. Gary V completely changed my business and I've never talked with him personally. It's just watching mm-hmm. his videos. And what I realized was I was doing something that was different, but one of the things about what I was teaching was it was mat based clothes on. And then at some point it finally dawned on me. I'm like, you could film and photo document everything. Yep. And the ad was not asking for a sale. It was taking out the camera, recording pieces of sessions, recording pieces of trainings, recording, recording, photo documenting, and just bombing. So yeah, docu- document, don't create. Yeah, that exact thing. That completely screwed up my brain for a couple of weeks. When Gary <laughs> first said that years ago, I was yeah. like, what a document, don't, what does that even mean? And once I figured it out, it completely changed the trajectory yeah. of my business because huge. if they were looking for massage, they weren't really looking, I don't think, necessarily for what you and I do. No, not at all. Yeah, it was a slightly different Because they don't know service. about it. Yeah. And the thing is, part, half of my job became education. Record what you're doing. Show them what you do. Show them how you yep. work with pain. Show them how you work with mobility. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, 
which I was starting to do last week, early last week was those, my self-care videos is like, these are different aspects of like how you can somewhat become pain-free on your, like on your own, if you put in the work. Um, And so that's what I was starting to do. And then luckily Thursday I was on with T with Gary V and that just escalated immensely fast. It's just, if you, if you pump up the, the exposure, you know, you pump up the reach. Like I've had people where I'm working with them and we're working on business related things. And it's almost like the videographer wants the video to go viral. And I go, hold on, why don't you just give them more value? Why don't we just keep feeding the fans and like get more reach? Yeah, he says it all the time where it's not about followers. It's you, about, need, you need to funnel these people to a, a bigger ticket sale. And I'm like, how about we just scale globally? <laughs> like we have digital stuff, you know, available. Like, I mean, I have physical DVDs or sometimes yeah. people buy, but there's digital stuff that we sell. Like, why don't you just, why don't we sell in Africa? <laughs> yeah, Europe. keep the price the same, but just sell more of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially with digital distribution, which is a very different thing than, you know, actually working with a person one-on-one. But from your angle, for instance, think about recording what you're doing and then over time developing training materials where you're training the public to work on themselves, you're training therapists to work on the public, you know, you're you're Mm -hmm. documenting this stuff and repurposing it to be able to teach your methodology to be able to help people. That's that's definitely down the line and that would definitely be an in-person, even someone brought up doing a certification process yeah the wellness oh, habit certification <laughs> the wellness habit certification process yeah um so i mean that's definitely roads that i've thought about because i've wanted to train people anyways that's how i was trained was one-on-one bring people in couples whatever it is um and train a, a group session once a one night a week or whatever it is yeah. um, and then obviously do an online training as well yeah the whole thing is help it scale even that much faster. You have a very similar problem to me. You have a service, which essentially customers in your area could not find, would not know to look for, and is completely not offered in local facilities. Yeah. Everyone always asks me from different States, where can I find someone like you? I, yep, like, I get the same, I get the same question. Hop, yep. Hop on a flight to Minnesota <laughs> or, or, or even better. If you're from the South, fly me down. <laughs> are you trying to get away from the snow yeah i'm trying to get away from the snow <laughs> and the cold more the cold than the snow but yeah yeah so it's they're always like yeah what do how do i find and i don't even know where to start recommending because there's it'll probably get easier as you start like interacting with other practitioners and kind of well, what i'm hoping what i'm hoping is that i can create my certification process and be able to come up with an app of hey this is the wellness habit app find a wellness habit practitioner in your area yeah i mean uh, even though if my- i get if i get to that that would i i mean yeah, I wouldn't even. No, that's a different that's, scale. That's, that's a whole. Uh, that's, <laughs> we're just, we're playing in the big leagues then. Yeah, you just went through certification and a whole host of stuff. Like, if if you need help with that, we could talk about it off camera. There's a lot of like, I've, yeah. uh, I've worked at. Oh, I'm sure there's a nightmare. Oh man, it's it's like it's gotten to the point where I'm a tech worker. <laughs> yeah, I spend more time figuring out software and trying to you know scale digital. Oh yeah, but. Yeah. Um, even though my work might generally fall within time massage, I get people constantly who write me and they go, yeah, you know, I'm getting time massage locally, but it's not quite what you do. Like your stuff is 
you know, different. And I'm always asking them for feedback and I'm like, well, how different? And they're like, it's like you break it down to make it fit the practitioner's body. And I go, well, yeah, that's just normal. Right? <laughs> but the thing is, they're still doing routines. They're still doing like little sequences. And I keep yeah. teaching sequences. They're like, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, and I'm going to do it every time on every yep. person. And I, I teach them a little sequence, and the whole time I teach it, I go, learn this and destroy it. Because <laughs> in the end, have, yeah, have, to- have this as a basis, and then every time you That's get a new it. customer in, that's it. It tweaks because everyone's body is different. Yep. Little, little shifts and changes. And yeah. and it's not, they're not big ones, definitely. I mean, that's no. definitely a yeah, teeny yeah. little shifts. Just changes when I'm doing soft tissue stuff, for instance. My size, um, mobility um, can change the nature of how I do things. So sometimes, occasionally, um, I have a primarily mat-based work. You have a student who's got problems with their knees, and they need like a slightly different tool. So I can usually find another tool they can use to be able to work on the issue. And they're always like, whoa, there's more than one way to do it. And I go, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like everything else in the world, pretty much. But the, the documentation of that entire process, I'm very long-winded. When you told me, yeah, I got about 45 minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, we do like three hours. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm sorry. You should, oh, no, no, I, my, this, this week alone, my schedule has never in my life looked like this. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hopping on a call at, at uh, 2 o'clock. Yeah. So. yeah it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty back-to-back. So, so uh, you had challenges getting in-person clients. How did being on Gary V's show like boost your social media? Did it actually lead to in-person clients locally? Uh, I think I've had a couple people reach out. I had someone that owns some snap fitnesses. She wants me to come in for yeah. workshops. Cool. Um, so that, that will be tight. Uh, there, there's a couple people that have reached out. Not a ton so far, but. I mean, if I can scale my, my online business and work on just a couple people in person, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just interesting. Able, I mean, see. yeah. But yeah. I, I think eventually it will. And I'm going to, I've been so swamped. Gary V was like, you need to reach out to a hundred pro athletes. And I haven't touched any because yeah. I've been, I have a thousand I probably started with a thousand plus DMs that I have to try and get yeah. to. So are you trying to do that primarily through Instagram? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would, it's just where it happened right away. And I've been so swamped just with that, that I haven't had a chance to even try and get it to, on the other platforms. On Instagram, I'm wondering if you wouldn't have a little bit more success potentially on Twitter, that the platforms are a little bit different. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I haven't done as much of that on Instagram. Um, Twitter seems a little more undervalued as far as attention and it still allows that direct access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, yeah, I mean, if I've, I've had a killing, I mean, I haven't made a single cent yet, so I can't say that. I mean, but the amount of response and the amount of people reaching out, um, even just on some of my self-care videos, I have, 200 people saving the video yeah I mean, those types of responses are where at, if i get 50 likes or if i get 10,000 likes it doesn't if i 200 people saving a video to me and almost 200 sharing that same video to their story or to direct messages to people yep. to check this out or hey i'm gonna 
I've seen this video. It helped. I'm telling everyone, everyone I know I'm sharing like that type of stuff is what really, um, I think makes Instagram because everyone's on it. I mean, not everybody is on Twitter. Uh, yeah. The majority of people in America are on Instagram. I mean, I've had people reach out from South America, mm -hmm. Jamaica. I was on a, I was on a, um, zoom call the other night with somebody from Jamaica. I've had people reach out from all over the world. So, yep. And it's the same. It's, it's such an interesting conversation to have with you because I talk to students about this and there's only a handful who've understood the video production and sort of digital reach I'm, I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. it, it's just so interesting to have a conversation with you from your background and it just verifies some of the things I've been thinking, but yeah. to actually see it on display. And it's like for you to talk about, oh my God, you know, 200 people saved a video. I think massage therapists underestimate the potential that social media marketing has because of its reach. They're always like, well, I can only make money from the person who lives here locally. And I'm like, you think people don't travel? Yeah. You think they don't have like family? Had, friends? I, I had somebody from Utah that was like, oh man, I wish you were out here. And I was like, flights are cheap right now. Like yeah. kind of just kidding. <laughs> and he was like, He was like, let me get a handful of people together and make it worth your while to come out here. And I was like, do it let's set yeah. something up and like i'll fly i'll fly out <laughs> yeah. i don't care <laughs> so i mean there's 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 so much opportunity once once you provide people value online they're way more receptive to buying a course or That's buying it. this because stuff already worked for them yep and it's not it's not for me to like if i would do everything i'm doing right now if money wasn't an object, if money, yep. I didn't need to pay for bills and I didn't need food and I didn't need to pay for a housing. I would do all, everything I'm doing currently for free. And I've already been doing stuff for free. I had that call with the lady in Jamaica. I walked her husband through, Hey, here's some different spots that you should be working on for her shoulder. Yeah. That's, 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 that's yeah. Gary V's in investment now that, that he always talks about. And ask in the ask later mm -hmm. and the, 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 the value the proposition. Yeah. Educators in my industry, they're like, I don't understand. Like you're not like, you're not just filming everything and just giving it away. Are you? And I'm like, yeah, why? And they're like, Oh my God, like people aren't going to come to your classes if they're learning everything for free online. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're going to watch 30 minutes, decide whether they actually like me and they may learn stuff online. But they're going to want to come to take class in person. I'm still doing yeah. body work and massage. Like they're still going to want to get an in-person session or take an in-person yeah. class. But the difference is I've got an organic business model and a digital business model feeding each other. Yeah. I mean, look how much Gary Vee gives away. And I mean, the dude's worth, I don't even know how many millions of dollars. Yeah. Didn't do that. I mean, he didn't do he didn't do that just by happenstance. He gave all that free stuff away. People saw the value of just the little information that he gave. And then they want access to the person creating that information because that's the person that knows what they're talking about. The emotional connection and resonance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the body putting, work putting putting it to putting it to a person in an actual like face. Yep. Versus the, just oh, this is the online course. The connection that we form via touch with people yep. is very intimate. They have to trust us oh, yeah. and engage. What I did as a guy with a beard is I said, Hey, I'm Robert Gardner. I'm wild and crazy. I'm wearing a you know a Yoda shirt. 
<laughs> yeah. But people were actually drawn, you know, digitally, and then it was easier to connect with them in person because they felt like they already knew me a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I've definitely I had a lady massage therapist reach out to me on Instagram, and she was like, "It was super cool to like see me on, like see you on Gary V's show because." She's like, males have such a hard time breaking into this industry. Um, and I mean, I don't always have a beard, but most of the time yeah. I have a beard. So it's like, and I'm coming in like to your house or your apartment or like, that's, it's different than someone coming in. I feel like yeah. I'm coming in, which either does one of two things. It makes you super uncomfortable for me to come to your place, or it makes you more comfortable because you're in, you're in your own environment. Yeah. which I find people enjoy more and they don't have to do the travel, which is nice. So an hour massage, an hour massage doesn't turn into two hour time limit that you need to block out from your day. It only is one hour time limit. So. Yeah. The whole, the whole process, like I took this massage box and all basically broke it. Like I, this is the weirdest thing. To to. I'm still teaching within the massage community, but yeah. I'm the only educator to my knowledge. I'm regularly told, what you're doing is not massage. And I go, great. So if what you're doing is a massage, I can go teach the yoga community globally. And they're like, oh shit. Like, cause yeah. they want to, they want to own it at the same time that they're saying I'm not doing massage. So it's like, like a weird regulatory thing. Cause once I started teaching online, that was where things started to get weird. Cause mm-hmm. I would get questions from various you know states and then countries. And it's like regulatory wise, just state to state, there are slight differences um, in massage regulation and what's allowed, what's within scope of practice. So, yeah, which is why I will never call myself a massage therapist. <laughs> but I had a conversation with Michael, one of my colleagues here, and he's frustrated because he went to massage school, started working with me almost immediately, kind of changed his game up. And then he's frustrated because he doesn't want to call it massage because consumers don't recognize what he's actually trying to offer. Yeah. Yeah, the same sort that's of the like, tough. That's the tough part about not being able to, not not willingly wanting to call it massage. Yeah. Is that the second that you change out of that, people don't know it. Yep. And that's where I'm like, take out your phone. <laughs> Show them. <laughs> Just yeah. be you, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's really what I'm trying to do with the online, obviously, is that's how I'm going to be able to scale it more. I, Like I said on Gary V's show, I only have a 30 mile radius around Minneapolis that I can work on right now. Uh, But I I mean, that's not going to, that's not, that's going to make me maybe 70 to 80 K a year if I work my tail off. Yeah. So in order to scale it, I need to get to more people. And I was fortunate enough to get to a ton of people super fast. Yeah. The conversation I had with Michael was like, he was a little bit, and I, and I take criticism quite well. Um, he was criticizing that I've been teaching massage therapists instead of just teaching the public. And I go, Michael, I just put out video and teach anybody who's listening. The difference is trying to teach the public is like, this is a vast thing. Teaching massage therapists is least more specific. Like I'm not yeah, saying they, have, they have the experience already to be able to pick it up faster generally speaking yeah and the thing is you have to break their mindset (laughs) oh so which which could be even yeah which could be even the tougher part of i i feel like easier to teach i feel like a cult leader and have to take (laughs) these people and have to deprogram them 
Yeah, you because they've been trained. They're like, no, well, we learned in school. And I'm like, listen, I'm not getting rid of the anatomy and physiology. We are not interacting with tissue and soft tissue the same way. This is clothes on, mat base. It looks like goddamn Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I might yeah. as well put you in a soft joint lock and go right there and shove my, you know, <laughs> pull you into my, your rotator cuff into my knee. You know, it's like, yeah. this is not what you learned in school. Like I'm continuing education. Let's keep going. Let's yeah. let's evolve this. Let's let's bring your base, and then make you uh, bring, expound on that base. Yeah, which I didn't even have the base. I just knew how well the therapy worked already. Yep, that I was doing personally that I was having done on me, and I happened to know the body already really well, so I picked it up, and the touch was already there. Yeah. So the, the, the practice and working with someone, um, I run an event in Austin called time massage jam, which is just a community body work event where I would allow anyone to come in and, and work with me. So like if you had a shoulder problem, I would work on you. I would show you how to work on me, show you how to work on other people. But the most fun is like, after you kept doing it week after week after week in Austin is like new people would come in. I would be busy. And the people that you taught two weeks ago are now teaching the new people. And I'm like, yeah, now because the because the now they know it better. Exactly, the the body work can be scaled out in the community at large. Like anybody oh, yeah. who wanted to actually work on people, help people, and mm-hmm. also it was a very safe, public, clothed way of dealing with touch. Yeah, I have all, all first time people ask, "What do you do?" <laughs> I like explain it to them, and I'm also like I move you around a lot, so I have everybody keep clothes on. There's no top sheet. I don't even bring a top sheet. If you want to have sweatpants and a sweatshirt on because you're cold, go for it. If you want to put a blanket over yourself, go for it. But I'm moving limbs around and just being naked and having a cloth over you gets in the way of that. (laughs) Have you you looked at Stretch Lab and Stretch Zone at all? Um, I have a little bit. And I almost applied for a job there a while ago and I need (laughs) some extra income and didn't, didn't end up. Yeah, it's been interesting because massage therapists and their notions of what massage reg- regulation protects. And then, like, I've been trying to come on, guys, let's go. Like, there's all this real estate we can let's clean. leave the box. Let's, you know, and they're like, no, my clients want massage. And I'm like, your clients want to get better. Yeah, your clients oh, want to feel like, better. I mean, a massage. Unless, unless they're just going for a relax, like that. When people are like, oh, you don't like massage service, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I never said that. I said, I don't like, if, if they're trying to heal you, I don't necessarily agree with the way they're doing it. Yeah. But if you're going to a massage therapist and you want it to be relaxing, perfect. Go for it. Yeah. Get, one, get one a week. Get one a day if I, like, I don't. But if you're going in there with the expectations that they're going to fix your issue, 90 some percent of the time, they're not going to fix that issue. They might feel better for a couple of days, yeah. but most of the time they're not going to be actually fixing that issue. Yeah. You're going to be going in there once a week to get work done. And then they have you in their, in their grasp. Yeah. That's a weird, Ooh, man. It's a thing with chiropractors. Yeah. It's, it's a strange construct and chiropractors specifically chiropractors are taught um, rebooking very heavily in their curriculum. So it's like, hey, man, you got this neck issue. You know, some chiropractors, they have no issue being like, yeah, man, you're going to have to come in for at least 100 sessions. I'm going to see at least like a couple times a week for the next, you know. Well, yeah, how do you think they make money? And the thing is, it's like I tell clients, listen, I'm a good mechanic. 
my, my work is not perfect. I'm still learning. My mm. entire goal is to never see you again. Not that I don't want to work with you, but if I yeah. can help you get better in one session, I will. If I can teach you how to work on yourself, I will. Like I don't, I make money because of referrals, not because I kept you coming back again and again and again. And my, my, the slight change that I put on that, cause I used to say that is I don't want to always have to see you for the same issue. Mm. So if you're coming in for your neck, we work on it for four or five issues. We get it to the point where you want it. I give you exercises to keep it at that level. I maybe give you some self-care to keep it at that level. But maybe the next week or two weeks later, you're coming in for your low back or you're coming in for your right knee or whatever it is. I was always be like, I don't want to have to always see you for the issue X. I want to see you for issue Y or Z or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, because everyone's going to, I mean, nobody can go the rest of their life in perfect posture and yeah. nobody is going to be pain-free for their entire life. Maintenance. I try to get them over the, the hump and then go, yeah. sure, if you want to come in once a month or whatever, it's great. I mean, it's, it's yeah. nice. It's, it's good. It's going to probably, if you're an athlete, it's going to increase your performance and mobility. Yeah, exactly. Is it necessary? And the necessary part is usually I get people in pain. Those people, the, those are the ones I resonate with the most. The, the chronic mm -hmm. pain people are my people, but the ones I work yeah. with consistently. Oh, I love challenges. I had a lady. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of end on this one. Um, but one of my favorites was in the first. I think it was in the first year that I was working on people. This lady came in super high arches, probably the highest arches I've seen to date. Uh, complaining, probably 60, in her 60s, maybe late 60s, complaining of big toe pain for, she was like, I couldn't even tell you how long, at least a decade. Every day, just not, not, not obviously debilitating pain, but just anno annoying, constant, all throughout the day. I worked on her one time. She said she didn't have pain for two days. I was like, cool. That's more in the last decade that, than you've had ever. So, and then the next time I saw her every other week. So the, the second time I saw her, she told me that worked on her again. The next time I saw her, she was the, so the third time uh, she said, I didn't have pain for a week. The fourth time I saw her, she came back and said, I haven't had pain since the last time I saw you. Yeah. That's the challenge. She said, I've seen everybody. Yep. nobody could get to the problem bottom of it that's when my that's when my excitement skyrockets because if it's a soft tissue issue then it then we're good awesome. <laughs> that's yeah i mean that's the that's my my bread and butter is people that hey i've seen this i've seen this I've, it didn't work it didn't work yep i'm stuck i'm am i gonna have to live with this for the rest of my life so oh yeah yeah those are the questions that i enjoy so Joshua, listen, it was really uh, great to have you on the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. If on. I can help you with anything in the future, um, I'm an educator and got tentacles out everywhere. <laughs> um, just let me know if I can help you with anything. It was really great. Yeah, to we might have to talk about that certification. Process. Oh, that's a long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, might <laughs> <have> to, <laughs> we might have to hop on another Zoom call here. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Down the road. Point. Yeah, just feel free to check. That's de I mean, that's definitely something I'm considering, so. Yeah, it, there's a lot of, like, I can kind of walk you through the, the sort of framework of what you're yeah. dealing with. Um, okay. But otherwise, listen, I don't want to take up more of your time today. Oh, Thank you so much. And, uh, can you tell yeah. them again where they can find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at Josh Wintz, W-I-N-T-Z. Uh, that's the main spot where I'm posting most of my videos. I also have uh, at 
wellness underscore habit. Uh, and then you can find me Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook at wellness habit or Joshua Wentz. Um, I also have a podcast called the wellness habit podcast, which is on Apple podcasts and Spotify. If you guys want to check that out as well. Cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate guys, it. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, thank you, Joshua. And I'll talk to you guys soon. You can find out anything about me. It's robertgardnerwellness.com, including that subscription service. It's free for your first month. You guys have a great day.